I don't know about you guys, but we have seen the Natalia Grace docuseries and we can't stop talking about it. So we're going to talk about it with you today. Join us today on Fostering the Future. Welcome to the Fostering the Future podcast, a show about all things child welfare, dependency, adoption, and foster care. Here are your hosts, veterans in the world of child welfare, Jack and Kat. We believe that every human has incredible and equal value regardless of what side of the courtroom we sit on. We hope that everyone feels welcome and accepted here on Fostering the Future. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram as Fostering the Future Podcast, or check us out on our website at fosteringthefuturepodcast.org. This is Jack, and I'm back here with Kat, and we're ready to dive in to more of the Natalia Grace story. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, now would be a good time to go back and catch up. The only thing that really matters as far as the abandonment piece and the neglect piece is whether Natalia was six or 20 when she came to the Barnett family. Whether she is a sociopath, which we don't believe, whether she's from Ukraine, which we believe, none of that matters. You and I are both looking at this uh, spread of pictures from 2009 to 2019. If she is an adult in 2009, when she's age six, you would presume that her face would not change from 2009 when they're saying she was 20 till 2019 where they're saying she's 30. Right. Her face changes drastically. Completely. She doesn't even look the same. Even from 6 to 13, there are drastic changes in her face. Oh, absolutely. Because the six-year-old, she's like got spaces where she's missing teeth. Right. Um, she's got a cute little button nose. Her little sweet little chin is so tiny. Her nose is completely different between 2009 and really anything 2016 through 19. She's got a completely different nose. Yeah. It matures. It broadens. Like, the look of her face goes from a baby face to a young adult face. Yeah. Her forehead broadens quite a bit. Um, her full face just gets a lot fuller and thicker, which I think is what happens in adulthood. And it's possible that dwarfism does some of that, too. But her cheeks are, like, um, little chipmunk cheeks. She's really, she's so cute. Yeah. And, and if you look um, just a little further down with these two pictures I've got here, that is, like, extraordinarily different from the yeah. picture when she's six years old to the picture down here where he, she's with Cynthia with the man's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, compl- that's what you would see over the course of 10 years yeah. from a, from an age of six to 16. Yeah, like, she barely has eyebrows. You know, you can tell she probably cut her own Look at her hair. In the, yeah. in the six-year-old picture, like, she's got baby fine hair. Yeah. And over here, it's, like, thick, like, like a... Like a teen or preteen hair. Look at her arms. She still has like toddler arms. Oh yeah, like, that's what like a four year old arms look, look like. And I know she's probably six there, but that's like what a baby's arms look like. Yeah, and look at her. Look at her next to this child next to her that 
is also in that age range of, I don't know, yeah. five, six, seven. But no, they both look like children. Like so little. If we're going to say that they called her 20 or 22 because she looks like an adult, I think both you and I would disagree. Her right. hair goes from baby thin hair to thick hair. Her face changed drastically. Her arms, she just looks completely different. Yeah. At the age of six, they're saying she's 20. And this judge never even laid eyes on her. This is just horrendous. Absolutely. Here's another thing that brings some pretty big evidence to the table. A few years ago, some genetic testing was done. Yes, in 2018. They found that Talia's mother, her biological mother, was located with, what, 99.999% certainty. Yes. The genetic test revealed that this is her mother. Now, I will say... That you told me that the mother has a twin sister. She does. I would have the same DNA. If if they're identical, she would. And I tried to find like proof that they're identical twins. I didn't find it. I did find just someone who said online they're identical. Twins. Okay, but even if the mom has an identical twin, and that's really the mom, what does that change? They're still the same age, right? So they're born. They're still from Ukraine, right? They're born in nineteen seventy nine. So if they're born in 1979, when Natalia is re-aged, when did they say she was born? 1989. Oh, so her mom had her when she was 10? Yeah. So she got pregnant when she was 9? Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Right. So, and there's no record of her having a baby at 9. <laughs> you know what? There is a record of her having a baby? 2004. <laughs> and there's also a record of her having a special needs child in 2004. And she is interviewed. And she says that when she gave birth to Natalia, who she calls Natasha, that the doctors explained to her, like, she wanted to bring the baby home. She had no intention of placing the baby for adoption. But the doctors explained to her, this is a child with complex, serious medical issues, and the the operation will cost $100,000. Like, the medical care that she needs, it's going to cost too much money. It sounds like they bullied her into relinquishing her child. Yes. And she said she had no plans to do it. But then she eventually did it. The real, I mean, there's so many sad parts to the story, but one of them is she did not receive the medical care that she needed. To this day, Natalia is suffering the consequences of medical neglect. And her mother, her biological mother, was told that she would receive medical care. And that's why she gave her up. And so there are records of her birth. One month later, on I think October 3rd, 2003, she arrived at the orphanage in Ukraine. And there are records of that as well. So there is no record of the mother giving, the biological mother giving birth when she was 10 years old. There is a record of her giving birth in 2003 yeah. to a child with medical needs. There is a record of the orphanage accepting a child that was a month old. Yes. In 2003, October. I mean, it's just like, it's absurd. It, I don't believe it's biologically possible for someone to have a baby when they're 10. To say that she was 22 is ridiculous. And if she was only a year younger, that means that they were still responsible for her needs. But I don't believe she was a year younger. I believe she was 14 years younger. Yeah. As far as her being a child and an adult, we, we see the physical changes, noting to us that she was a child. The genetic test was done. We don't believe that her mom could have been nine years old when she got pregnant. No, the birth certificate, so the genetic test was done. Her birth certificate was located in the records from... So we do know that sometimes 
uh, records are falsified, as we talked about earlier. But her birth certificate was located at the hospital, and also the um, records from the orphanage were obtained. Right. And so there's, there is a bit of documentation. It's not like it's redundancy of documentation. Yeah. Which you don't usually get even with totally legit stuff with international yeah. adoptions. So we also have the uh, Joseph Bellflower, who's a physician that we do see on the um, docuseries. I mean, he talks about the x-ray on her birth plates and that her birth plates were open. And he talks about that x-rays don't lie and that the open birth plates indicate that she's a child. And I think he talks about how that indicated that she was a child between six and nine years old. Is that right? Yeah. And wasn't that the one that was in court? They told him he couldn't call her a child. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, so you want me to lie yeah. about who she is? The lawyer got super mad. And, and, and yeah. the, he's like, x-rays don't lie? Yeah. yeah. He's like, x-rays don't lie. You want me to lie? And the lawyer was upset about him calling him a liar, but he was a liar. <laughs> Whatever. Um, also, Natalia denies having a menstrual cycle while living with the Barnetts. And the man family also, they have also said that she has yet to have a menstrual cycle. No, she might have by now. But at some point when she was with them, that was when she was on Epiphone, which I think was last year. Oh, really? So as of last year, she still hasn't had a menstrual period, which would make sense with her form of dwarfism. If she did have a menstrual cycle, which has only been documented from Christine and Michael, even if she did have that, that the hormonal imbalances are seen in conjunction with dwarfism. And so when that happened, why didn't they take her to a pediatrician? Maybe they did. Why don't they have anything to back this stuff up? It, like, if they took her, then they would have medical records to show. We took her, she had the diagnosis of X, Y, and Z. She had precocious puberty. This was her blood work. Right. This was... There's nothing. There's nothing. Then we've got actual medical evidence saying things contrary to her being an adult. In 2010, shortly after being adopted, she had a medical exam at Peyton Manning Children's Hospital, and it specifically indicated that Natalia was pre-puberty. And then two years later, in June of 2012, the same hospital conducts another complete body examination at the request of the Burnett. The Burnett's, I'm sure, are going trying to get them to say she's older. Among the experts was an experienced endocrinologist and a physician that specializes in disorders and diseases that involve hormones. Doctors estimated Natalia's age to be about 11 years old. That same month is when Natalia was hospitalized and Christine and Michael got Judge Gerald Zor from Marion County Superior Court in Indianapolis to legally declare that Natalia was born in 1989, changing her age from eight and a half years old to 22 and a half years old. That's insane. It was the same month that she was in Peyton Manning Hospital being told she's 11 years old. Approximately. And who knows what they said to them to get them to say that? Because she wasn't 11. The next month, in July of 2012, mobile dental health services records show a dental x-ray was taken by Dr. Ronald Decker. And he states that based on dental x-rays, Natalia was between 6 and 9 years old as of July 25th, 2012. He was provided a birth year of 1989, and he did not believe that birth year to be accurate. And this is a month after she was re-aged. Yeah. So she has a birth certificate saying she's age 6. But this judge decided that she should be 22. What we have is we have a birth certificate from September 4th of 2003 that is confirmed also by her orphanage 
saying that she was born, her biological mother was located, genetic testing was done, they confirmed that date of birth to be correct. She was diagnosed with dysplasia, could be severe scoliosis, and severe hip contractions at birth. And then in 2003, October 3rd, you've got four-week-old Natalia um, admitted to the Ukrainian orphanage. The orphanage provided documentation in the media that confirms that September 4th is her true date of birth. And October 3rd, just a month later, was the date her biological mother surrendered her for adoption. So the three dates that we have are September 4th, 2003, October 3rd, 2003, and then July 9th, 2008 is when Natalia Grace is four and a half years old and she's brought to the U.S. from Ukraine and adopted by that first couple uh, up in New England. You know, the one thing I, I want to uh, bring up, I know we've talked about this a little bit, and we don't know much about her, uh, the family that she's lived with in the last two years, but I've seen a little bit about them, and I have seen that since she's been with them. Um, I know we talked about this, but she's gotten fitted for actual like shoes to fit her. She has a walker. She has a wheelchair. And so we know that she slowly but surely is getting her needs met. And while I, I am so glad to see that she has stability and that she has consistent people in her life that seem to love her, it's also so sad to see that this medical neglect, this physical abuse, and who knows what other trauma has followed her into her adulthood because she is now an adult. Like, biologically. Yeah. I'm just overwhelmed with sadness for Natalia. All of the medical evidence that we actually have copies of are telling us that she was six years old when she was adopted by the Burnett's. It seems like all of the medical testing that anyone has been able to procure supports Natalia Grace being six years old when she came to the Burnett's. I think you and I are both in agreement and have zero doubt that she was a child when she was adopted. And is only now turning 20 in September. I definitely think so. Given our disposition for her being a child when she arrived at the Barnett's, we hope that her re-aging will be reversed and that those in power are held responsible. We hope that the rest of Natalia's life is fulfilling and peaceful. Whatever the truth is, Natalia's experience warrants a rigorous examination of adoption laws and policies, both internationally and in the United States, and guidelines are put into place regarding the practice of re-aging adoptees. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social. We hope that you join us again next time and keep on fostering the future.